Welcome to Gross Anatomy. We are live with the Gross Anatomy podcast, the show that explores the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it pertains to pop culture. And I'm Dr. Jason Cohen. And I'm Raya O'Neill, a normal human being. I know we're supposed to watch Good Sam, this TV show. So I'm just starting to watch the pilot right oh. now. Did you watch it? No, no, I didn't watch it. I watched something else. No, this is what we're supposed to watch. She sent us two things. I didn't watch this. So. Oh, yeah. I thought this was what we were supposed to watch. Mr. Ferguson running in the hallway. No, wait, I'm going to watch it, but don't show me now. I didn't watch it either. Okay. Well, so just let's preface it that this is our homework assignment for next week. Homework is to watch the pilot of Good Sam. Okay, turn it off immediately. Turn it off? Yeah. Okay. Good Sam. What I watched was... Um, Hang on, I got to figure out how to turn it off. All right, I figured it out. It's off. Good. I watched the trailer for Bad Vegan on Netflix, that docuseries. Oh, right. That looked, I watched the trailer for that as well. But I actually, again, stopped it because I'm like, I really want to watch this and have put all my attention towards it because it seems interesting. I'm less interested in that than I am in watching. Oh, me too. A new silly medical show. I do. I am too. I um, was kind of reading up on it and I was like, oh, I thought I had to do more with like the food industry, but right. It's more, it's more like just um, another scammer. Right. It's just like the, the, the Shonda Rhimes show or the <laughs> inventing uh, Anna. It's either like another version of inventing Anna or the Tindler swindler. It reminds me of the Tindler swindler because her me boyfriend too. was asking for millions of dollars and she did. That's it. what it reminded me of too. Yeah. Another version of that. And I was like, eh, I don't need to watch it. The truth is the two shows that I would want to watch are that I don't think of anything to do with medical stuff is the WeWorks uh show and the uber show those two Wait, is it a documentary no it's um the we works one is with um ann hathaway and i forget the dude who play the it could be jared leto for all i know who who play the the creators the founders of we works so i want to see that and then i want to see the uber show about how Uber came to being. And I forgot the actors who were in those. So those are two shows I kind of want to see. Neither oh, yeah, of them yeah. are very medical. Those WeWork people are kind of cuckoo from what I heard. I actually yeah. know someone that babysat for them this summer. Really? Yeah. And tell us some stuff. Or or did they have to sign like a thing? No, they didn't. Well, they didn't say they had to sign a thing, but they said that they were pretty uh, eccentric, kind of, sort of. I think they have a couple of kids. Like I'm going to say at least three kids, like huge staff. Yeah. yeah. Well, probably they have kids if your friend was babysitting, unless it was a well, weird kind of situation. A few kids. I think it was like three kids. It could have been a weird situation. Who it knows? Could have been babysitting the dad because he seems like he needs one. Right. But, um, they were real like guru kind of. Yes. People. Yes, exactly. She was like saying. cultish cult cult leaders. A little culty. Yeah. But, but I mean, I like to be work. My yeah. job, our office was in a WeWork. And then the WeWork, I forgot what it was called, like the WeWork Now or WeWork something opened up near me in Flatiron. It was really, really beautiful. And like, you didn't need to be a member. You could pay per day. And then all that stuff came out about him. 
Yeah. And they just oversold, but uh, I mean, just, but the idea is super cool. I think, I think medicine to some degree should kind of be like that too with doctor's offices because rents are so crazy today. Well, have you heard of, well, of course you have, it's, I think it's based, it's not based in LA, but maybe it started here. Same day health. I haven't heard of that one. Really? I see. I mean, there's one near me on La Cienega. I think there's one in Santa Monica or Venus area. I saw one in Aspen and it's just like a quick right now, obviously they're doing all the COVID testing and stuff, but they do mm-hmm. like IV drips and boosters. And if you need like a quick visit to a doctor. Yeah. Well, there are these fancy kind of, they're urgent cares. And then there are all these fancy kind of concierge kind of practices like one medical. Yeah. And, um, solace health that have locations around the country, you know, where you could go and kind of have your, your doctor take care of you no matter where you go. It's like a membership kind of thing, almost like a gym membership. But, but I think, you know, we have to pay as private practice doctors. One of the, one of the things that is hurting private practice doctors is the fact that we have to rent office space and pay for office staff and have all that stuff. And I think if you went to a WeWork model, I think doctors would probably be able to afford being in private practice better. It actually was some, it was a project I was trying to work on a little bit, but I, unfortunately I'm not a businessman, so I couldn't, I couldn't figure. Sounds interesting, but also very hard. What are we doing? Well, it's been an interesting week, a very famous, healthy, well-known person model had like a mini stroke or a blood. She had a blood clots, actually. Haley Bieber. Mm-hmm. You see that? I did. You know, I must confess, I didn't really see it, but my daughter, Liat, told me about it. And she was like, oh, my God. And actually, I think my wife told me about it um, as well. Really scary. I guess she was having breakfast and was having stroke-like symptoms. Went to the hospital and she had a blood clot that traveled to her brain and supposedly she got better right away no problem right yeah like didn't didn't have any major thing i think well i saw this article today that was saying i i don't know if it was her doctor no it wasn't her doctor some doctor from cleveland was saying that these blood clots that like some like a blood clot that was found in Haley bieber is becoming more common in younger people which is kind of scary because what causes a blood clot so, so a stroke is basically just an episode where you're not getting blood to the brain. That's basically what a stroke is. And there are actually a bunch of different reasons why someone might get a stroke, uh, not getting blood to the brain. So you could get a blood clot in the brain. You could have a burst blood vessel that could prevent blood flow and cause a bleed in the brain. And or you could have trauma to the brain. Those are all possible reasons why you could have, quote, a stroke. Again, those those are the three main reasons. So and some people have what's called like a aneurysm or an arteriovenous malformation, which is where the arteries aren't normal or the veins aren't normal or the arteries and veins in the brain aren't normal. And the fit, the the thickness of the blood vessel wall isn't there. And for whatever reason, because it's not as thick as it's supposed to be, it's kind of weak. It just might spontaneously burst. So 
some people get it from high blood pressure, from high blood pressure, putting pressure on the brain uh, could cause it. Uh, sometimes you could have, for whatever reason, not get enough oxygen to your brain uh, for something, and and then you could have a stroke. There are a bunch of different reasons, but in supposedly Haley Bieber's incidents, she had a blood clot. And the blood clot could come from, it's hard to say where. Sometimes you could have another blood clot in another part of your body that breaks off a little piece and it travels to the brain. It's, it's hard to say exactly the etiology and, and why that why it happened to her. Some people tend to be prone towards blood clots, towards being people whose blood clots irregular. And, and there's an actual special name for it. It's called Virchow's triad, Virchow's triad, which is someone who is maybe sedentary, not moving around. So you hear all these stories about people taking an airplane ride and they right. develop blood clots in their legs because they've been sitting for so long in the same position. So that's one potential thing. People with cancer, believe it or not, have an increased risk of developing blood clots because of our, our the way our blood is. And people who have injuries to parts of their body, potentially, or where their blood vessels are. And then also obesity puts someone at risk for a blood clot. But why? And then there are some genetic reasons why people tend to have overclotting that we don't necessarily know about. Some blood abnormalities. Why she did? I don't know. Conspiracy theorists would probably say it has something to do with COVID, whether it's the COVID vaccine or COVID itself. But I think that's a conspiracy theory thing. One thing we do know is COVID does have an increased risk of clotting abnormalities and clotting issues. That's one of the things we know. And often patients with COVID are treated with a blood thinner because they're at risk of getting blood clots. Just a weird side note, my sister, when she was in her early 20s, had a stroke also. Um, and her stroke, getting back to that, her stroke was from one of the weird blood vessel things that popped. And luckily, she pretty much made a full recovery too. But she with her, she experienced the way she experienced it was she said she had the worst headache ever. That's what a, a lot of people describe um, a bleed in the brain as the worst headache ever. And she was laying down. It just wouldn't go away, wouldn't go away. And finally, I think they called 911. And it turned out she had a bleed. And luckily, it kind of just got better on its own. And she was fine. But, you know, you hear, hear these crazy horror stories of young, healthy people um, dying from that kind of thing sometimes. Yeah, I was going to say my best friend during COVID last summer, I remember she called me and said she just couldn't speak. Well, we hung hung up. Then she told me that she was going to the hospital, thought she was having a stroke. And I was like, what, what, what? Ended up texting her roommate. And the roommate's like, she just like stopped speaking. She like couldn't speak to us and like was like looking at us. It was like so scary. And she got to the hospital and she was fine by the time they like were monitoring her, but it just like went away. Yeah. Well, that's, that could be a part of a stroke that when someone's carotids, their, their major artery, the brain sometimes get narrowed, either pieces of clot, they're narrowed because the veins are getting clotted and clotted, uh, the artery, sorry, is getting clotted and clotted and clotted from hardening of the arteries. So either a piece of that hardened artery could break off and, and, and travel and cause a clot in the brain, or it could be narrowed so much that a patient, a person isn't getting enough blood to the brain. 
sometimes people get what's called the TIA, a transient ischemic attack, where for a short little while under 24 hours, they have something stroke-like symptoms, and then amazingly it resolves. But it, it could often mean that, you know, something, if, if ignored, if not treated, if not looked into, could turn into something more. So hopefully your friend got evaluated and made sure everything's okay and is now totally okay. Totally okay. They said that it was, I forgot the name she used. It was like some sort of like a headache or something. I think it was uh, turned on. A a migraine. It could be a cluster migraine because sometimes migraines and different types of headaches could masquerade as a stroke. So what are, for those who don't know that are listening, what are like maybe the main symptoms of a stroke that you should know whether it's happening to you or someone else? So it, usually when someone's getting a stroke, it's usually a one-sided kind of thing, you know, like one side facial drooping or one side vision loss or one side, one arm is weak or, or maybe you can't speak. Um, they're different. It depends on what part of the brain it's affecting. If it's affecting a motor side, then one side of your body may not be able to work. If it's affecting the speech area, you may be having trouble speaking. If it's, you know, which is, there's no, but any weird brain stuff that doesn't seem normal, the bottom line is go get it checked out. Right. Scary stuff. Scary stuff. The body, the people, we're, we're this amazing science experiment, every one of us. And it's amazing. It's amazing. It's like, you know, when, when people think to themselves, get depressed, like I'm not worth anything, blah, blah, blah you know, when you get depressed and dejected, like life is hard, you should really think about how amazing, and I wish I did it more, how amazing and miraculous life in general is, especially for one of us to be here. Yeah. And you should just, you know, it's easy for us to say, for me to say right now, because there are plenty of times when I feel crappy and stuff, but, but talking about this and how much stuff could go wrong it really, right now, at least makes me appreciate so much every day and every second. Me too. I feel, I mean, this is kind of relatable, but not really, but it is. Before we started recording, I was at the dog park with my dog and I got in the car, I drove home and then I realized my sunglasses, I gotta wear my sunglasses. So I was like, okay, when I go home, I'll just walk back because I live near walking distance. So I walked back there and I was looking for them and I saw the security guards and I said, oh, can you let me in the gate? I think I dropped my sunglasses because they were doing construction. And he said, oh, were they like a Jaguar like color? He meant tortoise shell, but I didn't correct him. I said, oh, yes. He goes, yeah, I saw them. I was like, okay, you saw them. Um, why didn't you pick them up? He goes, yeah, like, I don't know where they went. Like, maybe someone picked them up or like, maybe. I was like, maybe. I was like, if they picked them up, they stole them, sir, or unless you have them. And I was getting so mad and part of me was kind of like whatever it's not worth fighting with this guy he probably stole them yes and you know what after we record i'm gonna go back and and see if he's still there and really hand him because if he stole them it's not cool because i was like you're a security guard if you saw them you should have picked them up but on my walk back i was so upset i wanted to cry they were like (laughs) i mean thinking back it's funny but i paid a lot of money for those sunglasses but it's a really big first world problem and i was like there are much more serious depressing things going on in the world I think. oh yeah especially right now especially right now like i can live without the sunglasses yes and there you go well it's nice putting stuff in perspective totally another side note ivermectin a blood thinner no, no it's not a blood thinner no 
This is just an antibiotic? It's not an antibiotic either. It's tr- it's used to treat parasites. So it's an antiparasitic, but it's also an, uh, um, an anti-immune kind of drug as well. Interesting. Yeah. Why? What, what made you ask about ivermectin? Well, I remember they were saying when you had, if you got COVID, you could take it, but then didn't they like ban doctors from prescribing it or something? Yeah. It's a very political thing. I I think a lot of the, the, the studies, at least the ones in the U S haven't shown that it's necessarily helpful um, in terms of data and studies, but there are some studies in other parts of the world that aren't necessarily the, the, the standard of study, which is randomized, double-blinded, controlled, you know, where you don't really know what the person's getting and, and there's other people getting something else. Supposedly, there are no real studies showing that ivermectin works like that. Anecdotally, there are a ton of people saying it works. And I think the reality is, is it's, it's, it's really too soon to say what's going to be. I mean, there may be formulations and other types of substances that we may derive like ivermectin that may turn out to be helpful to some degree. The reality is, is I, I, I don't think we totally know what's going to be for five to 10 years from now, I, I think. But unfortunately, there are no real proven studies that show that it works. Oh, gosh. Well, look, China is, I think, back under bad COVID times. We're back to COVID, aren't we? We're back to COVID. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, we're back to COVID. But I'm hoping that, you know, we're not back to COVID here. Yeah. And I'm, and we're still, the world though, at least California, LA, no one's, it's weird. I, I walked into a bank without a mask on. I know. A part of me feels bad. And then sometimes I'm like, well, we got to move on. Not yeah. move on. Cause like, obviously if you want to wear your mask, wear your mask. I like to wear it. Like when I'm traveling, I wear it because. I mean, you have to, but also it doesn't, it feels weird not having my mask on on a plane. Well, are you allowed to not wear a mask on a plane? No, you're not allowed to not wear it. Right. You still need it. Yeah. I think a lot of people are going to still be wearing it on planes for a while. Don't you think? I do too. But like, like in the restaurant, it's nice to not, to not have to wear it. Yeah. I got my blood work today. And you know what? I thought of you because I remember the last episode or a few episodes back, you said that I should have them do my blood work in the kids' tubes. Right. Pediatric tubes. I did 14 tubes. I thought oh my I was gonna, God. I thought I was going to faint. That's a, you really did get 14 tubes? Yeah, I got 14 tubes. Oh, my God. Were you laying down or sitting Sitting when they took I was. Them? I was sitting. I want you to know, I can't, I'm such a wimp that I, if I'm taking, having any blood drawn, I have to lay down. I'm a total wimp. Really? I get all lightheaded, even even one tube. I'm totally, I'm a surgeon, I'm fine. But <laughs> taking one tube of blood for me, I have to lay down. I'm pathetic. Really? Yeah. 14 tubes. I don't think I would have been able to walk out of there. I'm I fine. I'd still, I'd still be in the lab. I really am fine. It's, I can just feel it. I'm like, whoa. I was like, okay, how many laps? She's like, okay, you have three laps. I was like, I'm starting to feel a little dizzy. Yeah. That's but, a lot of blood. I also have the tiniest veins in America that it usually takes them like three times to get, get it right. But she did it right on the first try. It's no wonder why you're anemic. That explains why you're anemic. They took all your blood from you. <laughs> I swear. They took it all. Yeah. And is everything okay? I think so. I should, should get the results back when tomorrow. 
You can show me if you want. I'm going to show, I am going to send to you. I think some of them will take I can't wait. a while. Me I can't too. wait. I'm excited. So excited. So excited. Exactly. I also, I have a question. I think that's the real reason why you're doing this podcast. So you can show <laughs> me your blood values and stuff. It's really crazy. When I used to, my blood work, I would screenshot it and send it to my doctor, like my uh, pediatrician. Yeah. So many P words. And she's like, you're fine. You're fine. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not fine. Because then I would Google it and be like, what does it mean when my lymphocytes are low or my lymphocytes are high? I'm like, I'm dying. So that's why I'm doing this. So I can send you all of my questions and my I blood work. Wait. And there you go. You still um, go to the pediatrician? No. <laughs> I actually, I need a doctor here. My 25-year-old still goes to the pediatrician. I mean, she's in New York. I, I still, when I'm sick, I send her everything. But I would still go to the pediatrician if I could. Well, if, I, if you find them in here, I'll go see them. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny. People's, that making that transition from the pediatrician to a regular doctor, it's a weird thing. And you really don't want to let go of it because part of it is like letting go of your youth a little bit. It's like I mean, Dr. Harriet. an adult. Dr. Harry, you were the first person to tell me I had anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And my doctor, Dr. Weber, used to come and make house calls with his little doctor bag. Oh, my gosh. He was the best. Well, I mean, if you do a house call now, you must be rich. Just right. These concierge services. Right. Very different today. Yeah. Although when I got sick in Colombia, they do house calls. Colombia. Like the country? Columbia, the country. Yeah. Oh, wow. What were you doing in Colombia? Well, I went there for like a month with my mom and my sister. We were visiting. So growing up, I had a Colombian babysitter. She's like my, I'd say she's my godmother, but she's really, really like my second mom. So we finally went to visit all of her family. Oh, wow. It was really nice. But of course I got sick. That's, I was a strict vegetarian, but they were everywhere we went. It was like family and they were so welcoming and everything had meat in it. And my mom was like, you're going to be so rude if you don't eat the meat. I'm like, mom. I'm not going to be rude, but I ate the meat and I got so sick immediately after like hours later. That I think that's why you have all your illnesses today. Cause mom made you eat the meat. In I know. When I came back, I had like a stomach bug for like a month. Wow. Huh. But the meat there, it's, it's obviously made differently. I mean, it's fresh. It's made. The meat is made differently. The meat- the animals are different animals. They really are different. Yeah? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that scarred me for life. Mm. Um, hey, we have a question from a few listeners. Oh, okay. What do we got? We've got a male, 20-something-year-old male living on the West Coast who wants to know about male dandruff. Is there a difference between male dandruff and female dandruff? <laughs> I don't know, but... They said, are we able to discuss male dandruff? It's something that I've been suffering with a lot. I must confess, I don't have much experience treating male dandruff or female dandruff. I do know Head and Shoulders was a good shampoo or Selsun Blue is a good dandruff shampoo. I think, though, most likely it might be worth going to a dermatologist to get treated. And it's something I, I do very little of is skin and hair related stuff, uh, especially as a surgeon. But, but I think these days, the dandruff shampoos are good, I, but I think you have to use it regularly, but I, I'm not totally sure. 
I think it is definitely a dermatologist question now that I think about it. Because dandruff is essentially, is it a fungus on the scalp? Or it could be fungus, but it could also just be dry scalp, just having a real, you know, just like some people have super dry skin, it could be super dry scalp, but there could be a fungal component to it. There could be, and it could be stress. Maybe, maybe. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know, Dr. Rhea O'Neill. <laughs> Listen to me, I'm like, yeah. God. Yeah. I, I don't suffer from dandruff, but right. you, know, you never know. I did a yeah. little research. And then the next question is, about and this is funny because I was talking to my friend about this in Aspen, earwax, ear buildup, removing it the best way. Because my friend grew at the spa and she's like, "Oh, give me a Q-tip." I was like, "You're not supposed to use Q-tips." She's like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "It's like everybody knows you don't use a Q-tip in your ear, but we still do it." I was like, "Give me one." <laughs> I'm not just to be yeah. using these. Where are these questions coming from? These questions are coming from Instagram. Really? I haven't seen any of them. I know, because they get sent to me directly. Oh, okay. oh my God, look, I'm digging in my ear right now. I have an itch. Digging in your ear. I love putting my fingers in my ear. <laughs> I do. I honestly do. I really did have an itch. I'm not kidding. So, no, the thing about Q-tips that you have to be careful is putting it in too far. I mean, that's why they say don't put Q-tips or anything like that in your ear. Because if you put it in too far, you could hurt your eardrum. I mean, that's that's the major thing about, about putting anything in your ear. But if you're just around the outer ear canal, then you're safe and the Q-tip's fine. But once you go kind of past that point, then then you really have to be careful. And that's the thing about Q-tips. You also want to make sure they're not dirty and gross. But, but, you know, deep earwax, that's also best going to an ear doctor, an ENT or an otolaryngologist. And they'll, or your pediatrician if you're a kid, and sometimes they'll flush it out. Sometimes certain drops could help with that. But it's also one of those things that I luckily don't treat that much is earwax. These I are, love ENT. These, yeah, I like ENT also. ENT is a pretty cool thing. In fact, I thought at one point during my residency early on, I said to myself, should I be switching and doing ENT? Oh, my gosh. Imagine. And I didn't. But thyroid and parathyroid, which is a surgery I like doing the most of, kind of is a turf war between surgeons like myself and the ENTs. We both do those surgeries. I actually just got my ears cleaned. Oh no, it's been about a year. I went to the ENT. I was in Mexico and I got water in my ear. I can't do the water flushes because I have such tiny ear canals. I get water stuck in there. Mm. I think everybody should go to the ENT. Yeah. Looking, looking at the ears inside, looking at the eardrum is a pretty cool thing with the otoscope that we use. It's like a classic finding of a healthy eardrum. And it's a pretty cool thing to learn how to do back when we're in medical school. You know, when you're in medical school, you kind of learn all the diagnostic things and you use that otoscope to look in the ear. And it's pretty fun. I I still I, I haven't looked in an ear in forever, but but I used to enjoy there's a certain way to hold the ear. You pull it out a certain way and then you get that scope in and you look for that finding and you're like, ah healthy ear. And it was a pretty cool thing. Huh. So this is kind of random, but still on brand with what we're talking about. When you do your thyroid surgeries, do you go in like, like, are you going like you're cutting my neck right open or are you going down my throat? That's a very good question. I go in the neck. I try to do a really small incision. I try to do a low incision, like low down on the neck. So it hides. 
And sometimes I'll even use a little scope or a camera that allows me to do a small incision down below in a good hiding location. And I'll use a camera so I could see up in where the thyroid is. But believe it or not, I've taken out thyroids through the armpit, through someone's armpit. What? Yes. You make a, you make a big incision and you tunnel up through their armpit and then you use scopes and cameras. I use the robot, the Da Vinci robot to do that surgery. And it was really cool, but it's not, but it's kind of challenging and not yet that great a surgery to do. And most people don't do it that way anymore. There's a surgeon in, in Korea who's amazing, who's done thousands that way and is famous for it. So that's one way to do it. And now there are people starting to do, and I trained on it. I learned how to do it, but I'm not a believer in it as you scratch your ear. <laughs> in doing it, you make an incision on your inner lip, like between your teeth and your inner lip. And you kind of go on top of the chin, but you're now deep inside of the person going on top of their jaw. And but so the only incision is on the inner lip right in front of your teeth and you tunnel down into the neck and get the thyroid out that way. What? Yeah, it's pretty nutty. I'm not a big fan, but I think it's a gimmick. And and the whole reason for doing both of the surgeries that way, either of the surgeries that way is people don't want a scar in their neck, you know? So it's all about a cosmetic thing. But I think the complications from doing it under the armpit or doing it in the lip I don't think it makes a lot of sense yet, but there are some people who are motivated to get it done that way. When you have your thyroid removed, can you speak after? Does it look back to your, it's your trachea now, is it? It's on top of the trachea. It's surrounding the windpipe. And that's not the issue. The issue is right underneath the thyroid on either side, there's a nerve that controls the vocal cords mm-hmm. and that nerve can get injured. And occasionally it does. Luckily it's rare. And usually if it gets injured, it's temporary and it gets better. But what I tell my patients is if that nerve gets injured, you sound like the godfather. And you're talking like this. Which is what I do and tell my patients. And luckily it's rare. Uh, and it and it and when it does happen, it's usually a temporary thing. It gets better in about six weeks to three months. Wow. Yeah. You should you should talk to my mother. My mother has nothing wrong with her thyroid. But her vocal cords, since she was like 12, 14 years old, would get polyps on them. So she gets them removed like once or twice a year. Yeah. Now she goes to the doctor and he can just zap them away. But I yeah. went with her last year and I saw him like, it's a 20 minute procedure and he'll, I don't even think he numbs her through anymore. He just sticks the camera down there. Yeah. They, Do you watch? Do you watch? I watch. The, you watch on the monitor? Yeah. I just put goggles on. Cool, it right. Yeah. It's cool, but it's like, whoa. You know what I think of when I hear about nodes on the polyp, uh, on the vocal cords or polyps on the vocal cords? No. Oh, oh yeah, I do know. Pitch perfect. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Me too. I know. Exactly. I told that's, her, I was like, mom, this movie is about you. That's totally what I think of. It's pitch but her perfect. voice is really raspy. Like everyone's always like, oh, are you partying last night? She's like, yeah. But that's exactly what I think of. Pitch perfect. I, I know. I, know. I, I love pitch perfect. Me too. Great movie. Great movie. Even the second movie was really good. Yeah, but the first one, th- there's a third one. Did you know that? A, even that one was okay. Yeah. There are yeah. decent budget movies. Yeah, they're great. But I thought Pitch Perfect. Uh, but I'm a cheesy guy like that. Like, I Me like that. I like acapella stuff. Did yeah. you like, what was the TV show? Glee. Glee. You like I, Glee? I was a Gleek. I, I, my kids think I'm the weirdest, cheesiest person in the world. 
because I liked Glee. I didn't only, I didn't really watch a lot. I watched the beginning of Glee, but then I would watch just highlights and songs from Glee that I thought were done really well, just because I wasn't watching the whole show. But my kids think I'm ridiculous. I couldn't get no, anyone love... to watch Glee with me. The Glee version of Dixie Chicks Landslide is my favorite. Oh, I don't even know that one. Yeah, I'll send it to you. <laughs> no, I like the one with Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, yeah, and she was the Spanish substitute teacher. And she was singing uh, Under My Umbrella, Ella, Ella, <laughs> Under My Umbrella. <laughs> it was a great show. It was a great show. Is it, It's not on anymore, eh? Oh, God, no. I mean, two of them died, unfortunately. Two of them? I know yeah. Corey Monte. Corey and then Naya Rivera. Oh, right. Oh, Holy cow. So sad. Really and then went to jail for like child pornography. Which one was that? Um, Puck, the one that was like the the bully, like the punk rock guy. Really? Wow! What a crazy plague show then it was. <laughs> I know. But it was a great show. Yeah, great I show. liked um, Darren Chris. The nerd. Oh, he was in the wheelchair. No, Darren Chris. Oh, um, Kurt. No. He was the guy who was in, um, what was the movie about, is it Valentina? No, not Valentina. Gucci. What was the movie? Oh, um, no, about. House of No. What was the TV series? Oh, yeah. Was it House of Gucci? No. No, that's not it then. Valentino, I think, about, was it? Oh, yes. The guy that was in the competitor school. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, he's cute. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was in a relationship with musician in real life. Yes, he, he actually was in the Taco Bell commercial. He was in the Taco Bell commercial. Yeah, and he was also in what was that show about? He played the bad guy in. Come on, help me here. He played the guy who killed Versace. Killed Versace. And there you go. All right, so today's a kind of mellow episode, eh? Mel, but we're honestly very doctor heavy today. Very health heavy. Dandruff and earwax. Two things very I know nothing heavy. about. The dandruff and the earwax. What, what's your favorite show of all time? Oh, gosh, of all time. That's tough. I'm not a big, like, favorites person. We need to do a show, a list of favorite TV shows and favorite okay, uh, movies. Wow. And then favorite doctor shows and things like that. We have to do that kind of thing. Okay, fair enough. But like favorite shows, I really like The Sopranos. Yeah, that was a great one. And there was a good, and they had little health related stuff in it when he got shot. Good. Mm -hmm. It was a pretty cool. I mean, even the mental health stuff. Right. Um, So we're gonna we're gonna do our homework and watch that TV show about the new the new medical Sam. And then we have Dr. Not Dr. We have my friend Mark Feuerstein coming on as a guest. And that'll be a lot of fun. We do. I'm excited for that. Cool. Maybe he watches Good Sam. We could find out what he watches. Thanks for joining us at Gross Anatomy, everybody. Don't forget to send in questions, comments, no complaints, and no concerns. But if you do have them, feel free to send them. But give us feedback, too. Lots of feedback. Yeah. And tell us what to watch, what we should watch and listen to. Yeah. Yeah. And there you go. Cool. Bye. Bye. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. 
Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.